0: As long as I'm not him, everything works for him. There's nothing he can't handle. I can't handle anything. School, parents, the future. Ferris can do anything. I don't know what I'm gonna do. College. Yeah. But to do what? What are you interested in? Nothing. Me neither. <laughs> <You're crazy. laughs> Alright, kids. Good evening. Tonight's message is called Then I Told Them I Was Running Away. Some of you guys probably saw the sweet media that has it on there. And tonight's message actually is going to deal with direction and then how that affects our happiness. Cuz that's what we're talking about during this whole awesome series. It's all about whether or not you're going to be happy or not. So tonight we're talking about what direction is and how it affects our happiness cuz it really does. I want to start off with something kind of a little funny. I got this off the internet and this is what this is a very very mindless Directions to happiness. I want to read it for you real fast. It says travel lightly as you begin your journey toward happiness. Leave your thoughts and habits at the nearest rest stop. They might get, they might just get you lost. To have energy for the trip, fuel your mind for change. If happiness (laughs) is your destination, then these directions are important to observe. Please understand that you will be traveling in moments, not miles. Drive yourself gently. It is very easy to get there. Start up your journey by traveling slow and easy. You will get there faster than you think. You will not get lost, and it's fun. Take the wheel, adjust your views. They will be your mirror, and soon you will be in control of your own course. Stay awake, keep your eyes open, and be responsible for staying on the road. It takes practice to become a good driver. If the road has been getting dark, turn on your lights. The road will become brighter, and you can lighten up. Watch out, there is a misguided driver ahead. You know what to do, yield. You are not on the road to be right. You are on the road to happiness. The being right road can't get you there. You don't need directions to the to the being right road. You've traveled that road before, and it gets you nowhere. Don't drive yourself in circles anymore. Drive yourself to happiness. If you can see a stop sign ahead, it's important to break to avoid bumping into somebody. Heed the sign and let others go their own way. The stop sign is intended for giving others so we don't hurt ourselves. Can you see happiness from where you're at right now? You need to be in the right state to see happiness. What state are you in? Before, ne- before negative thoughts and feelings cross your road, make a U-turn and go back the way you came. The next direction is very important. You're almost there. You have to make one more turn. You must make the right turn. Happiness is located right within you. Do one good turn to keep these happiness, to keep this happiness that you have. That's because one good turn deserves another. Turn on the happiness decision. Welcome to the state of happiness. Now that you are now that you know where happiness is, you can travel there anytime you want to. You can decide to stay in the state of being happy forever. At least you know that happiness is located where you are right now. Guess what? You know a lot more than most people. As I read this, I realized something. This is what the world tells you happiness is. It's some stupid mindless joke. I read that, and this is one of the first things that comes up about happiness. Is this goofy thing about how It's inside of you and all this stuff. I realize the fact the world doesn't have a clue what happiness is. They write all this stuff, and it's just really garbage. I read it, and I just laugh. Make a U-turn, and make sure you know where you are going, because happiness is found inside of you, and as long as you know where the state of happiness is, you're going to be okay. Well, hopefully I can actually do a little better job than that tonight, because when I read that, I was just pretty disgusted with what's on the Internet trying to tell people what happiness is. That's what people are getting when they feel sad. Pretty bad. I can give you a little more insight, hopefully. Direction is what specifically we're talking about with happiness tonight. And direction is something that a lot of people worry about in life. A lot of people our age, especially. Um, probably it's something that you've worried about, maybe still worry about. Um, right now, do you feel like you have direction in life? Or do you feel like you're just kind of here? I want, to, I want you just all to close your eyes for a second. Really close your eyes. And think about the direction that you have in your life. The direction that you're going right now. Now, Probably as you're thinking, some of you are thinking about mm, what you're doing in school. Or maybe what job you have. Or what you're accomplishing right now. Um, maybe the direction of the future. You're thinking about a car, or house, or a mate. Or something like that. I want you to open your eyes. Now, we just talked about, um, if you guys kind of thought along some of the lines that I had just said, what you're really thinking about isn't direction at all. Direction, as we just kind of saw it, in a lot of people's minds, is we think of stuff like achievements, changes in life, we think about possessions, we think about feelings as our direction. Well, really, uh, this isn't it at all. Direction can be boiled down to really two different definitions. And these are out of Merriam-Webster. And then I kind of have the two of them that I really think gives the two different things about what direction we're talking about. And the first one is this. It's a line or course on which something is moving. That's the direction that it's going. And then two, direction is a guiding, governing, or motivating purpose. So direction is two different things when we're looking at this. And to give you an example of this, this is what it's like. Direction is like a bullet. Okay? It has a barrel in front of it, and that's the direction in which it's going to travel. The bullet can't travel in a different way. That's its direction. And then, behind the bullet is gunpowder, is the charge. That's its motivation. That's its direction. That's what's going to propel it forward out of the barrel. The two different forms of direction around this bullet. That's how you can kind of think about it in your own life. So when we're thinking about direction, um, we saw stuff like steps along the way, really. A lot of us maybe saw milestones in our lives and um, things that we're hoping of achieving. Um, Maybe we even saw a little bit of direction. But one thing that I really think that very few of us probably thought about in when we think about our direction is our motivation for everything that we do. A lot of times we don't think about this. What's the actual motivation behind what we are accomplishing and where we're going? So let me ask you one of, if not the, most annoying questions in the world. I know all of you guys have probably been asked this before, and I'm going to ask it one more time. Um, Most of you probably got asked this starting in sixth grade, I'm guessing. Maybe even younger. It's horrifying. What do you want to be when you grow up? Oh, a hundred, a thousand, a million times. What do you want to be when you grow up? Uh. Can I ask you guys, when were you guys asked this question? Do you remember a really, really early date? I honestly, I honestly remember, yeah, like uh, fifth or sixth grade. People ask, what do you want to be when you grow up? Even younger. First grade. Very good. I like that. Let me tell you, there is so much wrong with this question, I don't even know really where to start, but I'm going to try. Okay? First of all, before we talk about any of the other stuff that goes along with the message, you're asking kids that are way too young. Way too young. We were saying we were getting asked more like in sixth grade when some people said that when they're five years old. Um, None of these kids know. Have you guys ever met those kids that like, Literally every month they have something different. So there's like 50 different things they want to do. I want to be a veterinarian. I want to be an astronaut. And I want to be uh, a zoologist. And I want to be a marine biologist so I can swim with dolphins. And I want to uh, design bridges. And I want to be a dancer. And Every single thing under the sun. They don't have a clue what they're doing. They'll... they'll They'll spit out 50 different things to you in as much time. Every single week they'll have something new that they want to be when they grow up. It's hilarious to think about. I've talked to people who are 50 years old who will tell me, I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. And you're asking someone who's in 6th grade or even younger, what do you want to be? It's horrible. Um, One of the real problems that I see with this is they ask this as if what you're going to be, your job, is the biggest accomplishment you're ever going to have in your life. That's it. That's the most important thing, is the fact that someday you might have a job. And what is it gonna be? That's it. And this is the direction that they put in front of you. Um. They're so much bigger. They're so much better. The real thing. that's funny as too is, they ask you something like that, but they really don't even try to help you with direction, do they? Um. For instance, what direction does that job fall in line with? You say you want to be a doctor because your direction is to make a lot of money. Do you say you want to be You know, a dancer because your direction is a fact that you want to look good and stay in shape. You know, what's the direction that you're actually going with this job? Because there's something past that. The job isn't the end-all, be-all. Then not only that, but no one asks you about the motivator, do they? Does anyone ever say, "But why do you really want to do that?" If you tell somebody, if they ask you, "What do you want to be in your group?" and you say, "Uh, "I want to be a doctor," first thing, oh, good for you. You think they're going to say, "Well, why do you want to be a doctor?" No one asks those questions. But we all had motivators. Anything that you guys have even said in the past, maybe you've come up with, maybe you want to do, all of us have had motivators in our life, whether it's our parents, whether it's a counselor. There's people in our lives who have motivated us, whether we know it or not. I want to work on cars. Do you think I might want to work on cars more because my dad is a mechanic? I grew up around a shop. There were motivators on my life, even if I haven't even thought about it. There's stuff that had... Pushed me in that direction. Each one of us, there is these things. Um, so this question starts at such an early age, and as soon as it does, in sixth grade, kids think they have to have a direction. Well, I need an answer to this question. I need some sort of answer. Some kids will come up with stuff. They'll make stuff up. But what's really bad is every single year it gets worse and worse. You know, by eighth grade, you're going in high school. What do you want to be when you grow up? It's a little more pressure. Because now you're going to go and you're going to study. But let me tell you, it comes to this horrifying head climax when you're a senior. And it's all important because next year, where are you going to go to college? Oh, my goodness. People just start shaking. People's hearts start racing. I didn't decide on where I was going to go to college. I figured I'd just go to our local college, IVcc which I love. But people were like, Cameron, you know, oh, what, what are you doing with your life? I don't know. I don't know yet. Maybe I'll work on cars. Maybe I'll be a pastor. Who knows what I want to do? People, by the time they were juniors and seniors, had their whole life map out, mapped out around me. I was in the advanced classes. so I was with the kids who are like, they already know um, where they're going to college, what their grade point average is going to be, uh, when they're going to graduate, their internship, where they're going to get a job, how many kids they're going to have, what their house is going to look like, where they're going to live, the car they're going to drive when they plan on dying, I don't know. They have everything planned out. I had plenty of friends like that, and I'm like, I don't really know. And they feel like they have to have this answer, because otherwise, there's all this stress. There has to be some direction, right? Um, really, a lot of times, it just kind of makes you want to sit down and cry when you think you don't have one. It scares you. Start hyperventilating. Um You spend, say, by your senior year, Four real years maybe thinking about what you want to do. Because really, I don't think before high school you even really try to consider. Let's say you spend four years in high school really trying to consider what you want to do. By senior year, they expect you to decide in those past four years what you're going to do with your next 50. Doesn't that seem wild? They just expect, I've thought about it for, for a few years. I'm going to decide what I want to do with the whole rest of my life. I don't think so. But this is what we think direction is. This is what's pushed on us. Um, Now, others kind of go in an opposite direction. Kind of me, kind of not. Others decide the fact that they don't really want direction. All these people are like overachievers, and they're like, you know what? I don't even care. I'll do what I want. I'll just, you know, I'll work, and I'll find something. And there's other people who are kind of the same way but different, and really they just don't feel like they can find a direction. And it's kind of the opposite. It's not that they're arrogant and don't want it, but it's just the fact that they really don't think they can find any direction in their life. And a lot of times it's really depressing. They can't find anything they like. Um, just like the clip that I played before um, from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Cameron, she asked me, you know, what do you like? I says, nothing. There's nothing that interests me to go into college. There's a lot of people who basically think in their life, direction-wise, I don't have anything. I don't care about anything. You know, what am I going to do? I don't know. So, I want to tell you something, though, that could quite possibly change the way that you think about direction. And it could definitely change the direction of your life. And it's the fact that there's a direction in your life that has no stress with it. It takes out all the stress of what the direction is. It's pretty crazy. It's groundbreaking. It's something different. Because everyone else always tells you to find direction. But there's always all these these ties to it, strings and all this this crazy uh, stress. Now, I think, personally, to have direction, you have to identify where you're going, like I said, with the gun barrel, and what your motivation is. What's going to actually push you towards this. And my idea to you is to make Jesus both your direction and your direction, your barrel and your charge. The way you're traveling and your motivation. Both at the same time. Um, in life right now, I don't know how you guys feel, but when I think about life, it's kind of hard for me to find direction. It's kind of hard for me to feel um, that I can just decide on a way for my life to travel. And it really is kind of hard for me to decide. You know what's crazy about this? is that it's perfectly scriptural. Really. If you guys want to turn, in Proverbs 20, 24, it says, A man's steps are directed by the Lord. And it says, how then can anyone understand his own way? So you guys don't know where you want to go? Um, God said you guys don't know where you're going to want to go. It's in the Bible. It says the fact that we can't understand where we want to go. Because God's supposed to direct our steps. So for us to decide on our own, he says, you're not going to understand it. It's too hard. The Bible just said it's okay for you to feel lost. is that a relief? You don't feel like you know where you want to go? Bible just told you, you know what, it's okay. It goes right with it. So you can stop stressing about that right now. If you're all worried, just eliminate some stress right now. Chill for the rest of this message. You can pick it up later. Hopefully you can actually figure something out. Um, but to do this, to actually make this work, you have to come to a realization. And the realization is this. You have to come to the point that you're going to allow God to take control of your life. It says that a man's steps are directed by the Lord. Well, then you have to actually let the Lord direct your steps if this is what you're going to go by. Uh, In in the Bible, once again, in Jeremiah 10.23, it says the fact when Jeremiah is, is talking, he says, I know, O Lord, that a man's life is not his own. It is not for man to direct his steps. Jeremiah understood it. He was called by God. God gave him a direction, and he realized it, and he said, I understand the fact that it's not for me to tell where my steps are going to go. You're going to have to do it. So if you're going to plead this, the fact that it's not my steps, it's yours, you have to live this way too. um, Since you were very, very young, you've had people influencing you on what direction you want to go. Like we said, people have motivated you in different directions. Parents, friends, everybody. The whole idea then is allowing God to be this motivator. Now, we trust people a lot of times. We'll go see a counselor or we'll talk to a parent or a friend and we'll ask them about our future, about our direction, why? Because we trust that they might know something that we don't, right? A counselor might have better experience. He's helped direct people and place people before. My parents already went through this process. They might be able to tell me something. An older friend might know something that I don't. And we trust them to help us make a decision on a direction in our life. It's the exact same thing with God, only instead of trusting a person, um, you're trusting the Lord of Lords and King of Kings, the creator of the universe. If you want to think that someone might have better direction, God actually does. He understands a direction for your life that you're not going to be able to comprehend. I can promise you that. Now, the first step in this, the very first basic step, if you're going to say that you want God to direct your steps, is the fact that obviously his first step for you is salvation. That's foundational. Your very first step is to understand the fact that Jesus came to the earth, he died on the cross for you, and that he wants you to make him the Lord of your life, to live your life for him, and become saved, come into a saving relationship with Jesus Christ. That's step one. Um, and really, this is where the gun barrel gets pointed. What I mean by this is when you get saved, you get pointed in the direction of eternity your direction is Jesus, right? When you get saved, you already know your final outcome. Your final outcome is death and going to heaven with Jesus Christ. So the gun barrel is already pointed in the right direction, right after salvation. Isn't that crazy? Your direction is already pointed. Even more stress taken off. You already know which direction you're going to go in. Awesome. And then really, um, God wants you to show you this path and he really wants to explain how the things that go along this path that he's already pointed out to you are going to work for the best. I want to show you something real quick here. I have two different flashlights. Shelby, can you dim the lights? This is cool. I have my sturdy little handheld baby flashlight that I keep in my car. Okay? And this is kind of like what we try to do. It's a little weak, you guys. A little weak, a little yellow. People try to find their way through the dark, trying not to stumble over anything, going back and forth, trying to figure it out through their life as far as they possibly can to be able to see what their direction is, right? When we get saved, when we actually decide that we're going to have Jesus direct our steps, when he's going to be the one who illuminates our path, right? We don't have to just live by our own thing, and then we get this mega flashlight that comes with Jesus. It's like a power sword, right? And this thing, Oh, baby, you see the difference? Look at this. I can see all in front of me. I'm not going to stumble over anything. It illuminates tons. I could blind some of you guys right now. Oh, baby, right? God is so much more powerful, and he's so much more magnificent. Just like I told you guys about someone who understands something that you don't, he's so much brighter, and he's going to illuminate your path so much brighter that you'll actually be able to see a few things and know where you're going. All right, turn back on the lights. So to do this, to be able to get this flashlight of wisdom, as you will, God's wisdom, there's really two ways you're going to do it, and I've I've said it plenty of times before. Um, You guys understand. It's coming through prayer, and it's coming through Bible reading. God's going to reveal what this pathway looks for you. He's going to point you when you get saved, and then now he's going to reveal it to you as you read his word, and as you pray to him, and you talk to him about it. Now, I have a question for you guys we say that we're going to let God direct our steps, that he's supposed to direct them, we're not supposed to, does that mean that right now I have to quit everything and I have to join a monastery? I'm just going to quit going to school, quit going to work, I'm just going to find a monastery, shave my head, I'm going to sit around, <laughs> no. If I can answer the question for you, no, okay? We need to let God direct our lives. This doesn't mean that you have to give up everything in your life right now and start over. Um. I don't believe that when you want God's direction for your life, you have to wake up in the morning and wait for God to tell you to get up and go to the bathroom. Then wait for God to tell you to eat some breakfast. Then wait for God to tell you to brush your teeth. Then wait for God to tell you to go and uh, read your Bible. Okay? God's Word reveals a lot. And there's a lot of stuff in our path that we can start on right now. Okay? And we can start applying this right now. You don't have to quit everything and start saying, God's going to direct my life. But right now, what you can do is you can start by actually taking and asking God what he wants you to do in your daily life. right? I'm not going to quit going to school tomorrow because I want God's direction in my life. What I'm going to do is I'm going to ask God, what do you want me to do today? You know, What is your direction for me today? And then what I'm going to start doing, too, is I'm going to start praying to God. You know, Right now, I already kind of picked out this direction. I already had this idea? Is this right? God, do you have a direction for my life that's different? Maybe, really, right now, you guys don't have a direction. And you're going to start asking God what His direction in your life is going to be. Really, what's crazy is, is God might be calling you in the same direction you already thought you were supposed to go. Because God might have already been kind of directing you, even though you didn't know it. You might ask God what you're supposed to do, and He might, they can put a seal of approval on something you're already doing and saying, you know what, where you were going is where I wanted you to go anyway. Another one, God might tell him, you know what, you're in the wrong path. And you need to take and you need to switch gears. Either way. So he might be calling you somewhere different. Might be calling you, same place. Um, Now right now, some people might be getting scared at this. Because you're talking about letting God direct my path. And my footsteps aren't my own to plan. But they're God's. And it's getting really scary. I was really miserable before I had any erection, but this is just starting to sound scary, too. And even though I was miserable, I kind of freaked out. But God's direction is really great. And I can prove this to you. In the Bible, it actually says in Jeremiah 29.11, it's a beautiful verse. And it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Now, that's a verse of direction. God says he he wants to give you hope, and he wants to give you future. He wants to show you something so much cooler. He wants to prosper you and not harm you. Man, that's God's direction.
1: Sounds exciting to me.
0: And the Bible says something completely different about those people who don't want what God wants for their life. In Proverbs 22, 5, it says, In the path of the wicked lie thorns and snares. That's the other option. So when I start weighing this, it is a little frightening to think, hmm, I want God to direct my life. And then I look at it though, and God says, Man, I'm gonna prosper you. I'm gonna show you, you know, I'm gonna have a direction for your life in the future. I'm not gonna harm you, I'm gonna I'm gonna prosper you. And then the other one that says, you know, if I follow the wicked ways, I'm gonna trip over thorns and snares. God's way sounds a lot better, doesn't it? Man. Um personally in my life, when I look at the difference, I've seen it completely. For the past four or five years. I've really tried to focus in on God and really tried to do his path. And I'll tell you, it might not have been always the easiest thing. It might not have been, you know, still had its difficulties. But when I look at my life in comparison to some people around me, and when I look at my life compared to what I believe it is, when I think about it, it makes me smile because I realize that God's directed me in a way that's so much cooler than I could have ever imagined. He's given me more blessings than I possibly could imagine. He's changed my mind to love stuff that I never would have loved. Um... Man, my path has just been amazing in these past few years. Now, God's not dire- God's direction might not be the easiest. I will give you that. It's true. If someone tells you it is, they're lying. It won't be. But it is the best. This comes with everything. If you guys really want to go do something crazy like become a doctor, it's not the easiest path, is it? A lot of things that that have a good reward at the end take a lot of work. They don't just come to you like that. So, it might take some work. Now, the message that I've been, I've been speaking so far, that you guys already knew about, is called, Then I Told Them I Was Running Away. And some of you guys already knew, some of you guys didn't, that the title actually comes from the book of Jonah. All the series actually is based on Jonah's life. And uh, let me tell you this much. Jonah was not the picture of happiness in his life. You guys have read it before? You guys haven't? Either way, okay? Jonah wasn't always a happy man. Not at all. He was a prophet around 800 BC, you know, in the way back times. Um, and he was called to go to Nineveh by God. Now, it says in Jonah 1, one, the word of the Lord came to Jonah and he told him that you're supposed to go to Nineveh. He gave him his direction. And what did Jonah decide to do? He decided to hop on a boat and go 3,000 miles in the wrong direction. 3,000 miles in the wrong direction. That's A long ways away. Not only that, he's in land right here, and Nineveh's up here in land. He gets on a boat and heads across the the sea. This guy completely turned his back on what God wanted him to do. He decides to go to Tarshish, 3,000 miles away. Now, Jonah had his free will. He decided to do this. However, Jonah's life got really hard, really fast. You read Jonah, small book, right? Pretty darn fast, he gets caught in a storm, he gets thrown overboard, he gets swallowed by a fish, left for dead. This man goes through a lot of problems. And we'll actually get to see more of these in these next three weeks, more about Jonah's life and how hard it became. Now, Jonah had a great call. He was called to go to Nineveh to preach to people and to tell them about how God was going to destroy him. He had an amazing calling, an amazing direction from God. He decided not to do it. Now, I have a question for you. Does this mean that it eliminated God's call in his life? Not at all. God still had this call in his life. God still had this direction for his life. Jonah just decided not to do it. Um, And really, this is the exact same with God in our direction. If you feel God's pulling you in a direction, um, you can decide whether or not to do it. But it doesn't mean that the direction is still not there that he wants you to go. And it might mean that your life's going to get a little harder. I want you guys to turn to Ecclesiastes 6. This is a, this is a really good one. I want you to actually get open your Bibles to this because I want you to read it. I'll give you a few seconds. Ecclesiastes. That's an Old Testament book for some of you. <laughs> a little after Proverbs. There you go. It's a good book. Read it sometime. All right, I'm gonna start reading it. You guys find it. Ecclesiastes six ten through twelve, and it says this: "It says everything has already been decided. It was known long ago." what each person would be. So there's no use arguing with God about your destiny. The more words you speak, the less they mean. So why overdo it? In the few days of our empty lives, who knows how our days can be spent? Best, excuse me. And who can tell what will happen in the future after we are gone? this is saying is the fact that whether or not you like it or not, God's already made this plan for your life. He's already pointed it out. There's already a direction you're supposed to go. And he says you can argue with it all you want, not going to change the fact that direction is still there. All it's going to do is, the more words you pile on, the more useless they're going to become. So, you can decide whether or not to go in God's direction. Everything I've just been telling you about letting God direct your steps, you can say yay or nay to that. But it doesn't change the initial fact, once again, that He has a direction for your life. And like I said before with Jonah, your life might get difficult if you're not following what God's direction is for your life, especially after He tells you about it. So, um, some of you guys are interested in having God's direction. Some of you guys might have actually already heard God, heard God's direction for your life and then turned your back on it. A lot of people do that. They get to hear what God's direction is for them. They kind of get scared like Jonah, and they run away. And you know what's really cool, though? Is that God is a very, very forgiving God, and I can prove this, because literally two chapters later in Jonah 3.1, it says, Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. After he had done all of this, he took and he repented, and he told God, you know what, I will do what you want. And see, God's call hadn't changed. He said, get up, go to Nineveh. didn't matter the fact that now he was probably an additional 1,500 miles in the wrong direction. His call was still the same. So even if we hear God's word and we turn away from it because we're scared, it doesn't change the fact of what God wants us to do. And you can always stop and say, you know what, no, I want to go in God's direction. And you can turn your life around and head in the, head in the correct path. So, whether God or not you think you do, or maybe you think you don't, you have a direction for your life. No one can say I don't. I don't have any idea what I want to do. There's no direction in my life. There is a direction for your life right now that God's put on it. Not only that, but now you know your motivator for your direction, because Jesus is your motivator. He's the one that's going to push you forward. All you have to do is just actually take hold of it. This is true, you can, like I said, you can take it, you can leave it, but if you actually take hold of it, it can completely change the way your life functions in happiness with direction. Now, if you care about what God's direction is for your life, just like I had said about God planning your steps, let me tell you, you can throw a whole lot of your stress out the window. And I've done that personally in my life. Um. The reason is is because God is more worried about how you're going to live today, how you're going to live tomorrow, than he is about a great accomplishment in your life. Because God is about who we are. God's more worried about the fact that you're going to live pleasing him tomorrow, that you're going to show love to a stranger, that you're going to accomplish what he has for you, than going to a big-time college and getting this done, or everything the world puts on us. Remember at the beginning where I said, what do you want to be? It's always about achieving something, isn't it? God's more about who we are. So you can throw a lot of that stress away and say, just being in God is part of my direction already. That's the truth. And then what he wants you to do from there, man, you can figure it out. Bible reading. Asking God what he wants you to do. So, um I want to leave you, really, with the perfect example of this from Scripture. And I really do pray that you guys take a hold of this. But this one's great. You guys remember the world's worst question, right? Say it back to me. Say it loud, come on. What do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a botanist. I want to be a psychoanalyst. I want to be a veterinarian because I love to work with kids. Right? I want to be an adult. Right? How about the fact that you guys want to be happy? How about that? Is that a good answer? I like that one. Let me give you a let me give you a word from God, and this exactly goes right with what I had said about throwing that stress away from your life and understanding that God has a direction for your life and that you don't have to worry about it. Okay? This is going to make you a whole lot happier. I have a perfect one for you, and it's in James 4. You guys want to turn there. And all those people who do all this planning, I'm going to give them a little smack in the face, and the people who who really just want to follow God's word and God's direction for your life, I want to give you guys some motivation and take away some even more of that stress. This is great. James 4:13 through 16. And it says this. It says, look here, you people who say, today or tomorrow we are going to a certain town and will stay there for a year. We will do business there and make a profit. How do you know what will happen tomorrow? For your life is like a morning fog. It's here a little while, but then it's gone. What you ought to say is, if the Lord wants us to, we will live and do this or that. Otherwise, you'll be boasting about your own plans, and all such boasting is evil. Whoa. he's just saying is, man, you don't have to stress about direction. You don't have to, you know, conjure up a direction for your life and try to figure something out and scramble for it. And he just said, when people say, what do you want to be when you grow up? Say, well, if it's God's will, I'll still be alive, and I'll do something. Now, that's a good direction, as far as I'm concerned, Right. There's no stress with that, because we want God to direct ourselves. We're not going to try to make something up. We're going to let God take us forward. I know that I have a direction because of who my Lord is, because of Jesus Christ. And you guys can take a hold of that, too. Um, My direction is Jesus, like I said, the barrel, and my motivator, the charge, is Jesus, too. He's the reason why I go forward, and he's the goal that I want to get to at the end. Everything else in school, you know, in life, school, work, play church, everything else, becomes a whole lot easier when you get this in focus. What I mean by this is, you know, God's calling me, you know, in his direction. I'm going to school and I'm learning automotive mechanics, right? This doesn't have to be something that's weighing heavily on my mind that this is my direction. This can just be something that's fun for my life. God's going to let me do, you know. My direction is Jesus. What he wants me to do with that, he's going to have to tell me. I'll keep on reading the Bible and I'll keep on praying. Everything else, it's easy. I can just cast my cares on the Lord. Let Him take care of it. No more stress. No more stress. So one more time for you guys before we get done. Each one of you have a direction. Man, even though some of us, let me tell you, probably think, I don't have anywhere I'm going. You have a direction in the Lord right now. He's somewhere He wants you to go. And He's the one who should motivate you. Some of you guys... You know, have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You understand this. Um, Some of the people, maybe you guys need to kind of refocus your life with Christ. Maybe right now God isn't really your direction. Maybe right now Jesus really isn't your motivator. Maybe there's other things in your life that's kind of weaseled their way in. So maybe you kind of need to refocus your life and understand what direction is in your life one more time in accordance with God. Man, let God be the direction. Because you see all the cares, they just kind of melt away. He takes care of all of it. Thank you guys tonight. I want to pray with you guys. Jesus, I thank you for tonight. And I just pray to you that um you would just work in our hearts. That you would show us that you have a direction for us. That, Lord, you're the direction and you're our motivator as well. I pray to you, Christ Jesus, that the other things in life work out the direction we might be thinking of. That we put that aside. And we would just consider you first. I pray to you also, Lord, to God, just for so many who... um really, when they look at their life, it doesn't feel like we have anywhere we're going. It feels like there isn't direction. That we just get your comfort and realize the fact that you do have a direction for our life. You do have a purpose and you do have a plan for us. You're going to illuminate it and you're going to show us where to go. I just thank you, Jesus Christ, for what you're going to do. I thank you for how you're going to change us and how you're going to make us better. And it's in your precious name that I pray, Jesus. Amen.